and welcome to the Imagineer Podcast, your unofficial guide to all things Disney. I'm your host, Matthew Kroll, and you're listening to episode 125 of the Imagineer Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to have a really laid-back discussion about one of my favorite things about going to Disney, and that is enjoying a good cup of coffee at the Disney parks. At home, coffee is certainly a part of my morning ritual. It's not just to get me caffeinated in the morning, but it's also kind of a moment of meditation. I love sitting in my kitchen or my home office and enjoying that first cup of coffee, making my plans for the day, maybe listening to some ambient Disney park music in the background and getting myself settled for the day. I find that when I go to Disney, it's very much the same story. I will head down to the lobby of my resort or enjoy coffee in the room or of course head to breakfast somewhere and enjoy a good cup of coffee and just meditate on the day ahead, think about what the game plan is going to be, and more importantly, be present in the moments at Walt Disney World or any other Disney destination for that matter. In this episode, I'm going to be joined by Matt from Disney Coffee Blog about to talk about our favorite places to enjoy a cup of coffee at Disney. It's a, as I mentioned, a very laid back conversation. And if you really want to enhance the experience of enjoying this podcast episode, I recommend grabbing a good cup of coffee as well, whether it's regular or decaf, a cafe, a coffee, a latte, a macchiato, a cappuccino, or even a good cup of tea, whatever your preference is, definitely grab one and enjoy the flavor of your beverage as you're listening to this podcast episode and hear us talk about some of our favorite beverages and places to get coffee at the Disney parks. Before we jump into this episode, I do want to give a very special thanks to our sponsor, WDW Magazine. As I've mentioned before, I am both an author of an Imagineering series with WDW Magazine and a subscriber to their print and digital editions. And you can learn how to become a subscriber to this awesome publication by clicking on the link in the show notes of this episode or by heading to imagineerpodcast.com and clicking on the link over there. At the end of the episode, I'll come back and tell you a little bit more about how you can connect with the Imagineer podcast on all your favorite social media channels and how you can help to inspire and create the future of this show. So grab some headphones and your favorite cup of coffee, pull up your favorite armchair and enjoy this episode of the Imagineer podcast. Je suis le roi de la danse, oh la jungle est à mes pieds De la puissance, je suis au plus haut et pourtant je dois vous envier Je voudrais devenir un homme, ce serait merveilleux Vivre pareil aux autres hommes, loin des singes ennuyeux Oh je voudrais marcher comme vous I've shared on the podcast many times before that one of my favorite things in life in general, but also in Disney, is enjoying a good cup of coffee. And there's nothing quite like waking up in the morning at Walt Disney World, you're on vacation, and you have that cup of coffee to jumpstart your day. We're going to talk about a few locations that might be some of our favorite picks. And in, while at home, I typically will stick to just one cup of coffee a day, maybe a, something decaf in the afternoon or an afternoon boost. 
in Disney, I find I go a little overboard and completely keep myself caffeinated. And that's just because I love all the options that are available to us. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about our favorite coffee spots at the Disney parks. And I knew that this was not something I could do alone. And in thinking about who would be the perfect person to be a special guest on this episode, there's someone out there also named Matt who has a page called Disney Coffee Blog. So what better person to have us join this conversation on Imagine Your Podcast? So Matt Blackard, I want to welcome you to the show. How are you? Thanks, Matt. I'm caffeinated and ready to roll. That's what I love to hear. I am. I I only had one cup of coffee today. It's uh, it's a little late for me to have a cup of coffee at this point, but uh, I, I have a, a tea to the side of me, um, which is the closest I'm going to get at this time of day, according here in the evening. Um, I I have to say I really love your Instagram page. I don't read too many blogs these days, but I really enjoy the posts that you put out on Instagram because they resonate with me very deeply. It's not just about the coffee itself, but the experience of enjoying it and the details that are involved in these places. And from an Imagineering perspective, what other place in the world puts so much attention to story in a coffee shop? So it's really, really great. What first inspired you to to start Disney Coffee Blog before we jump in? Thank you. Um, uh, Before we move to uh the you know disney world area i thought you know we're going to be close we're going to be going to disney all the time i love writing i love taking pictures why don't i put it to good use and um i got the idea from watching a show on netflix called comedians in cars getting coffee love that show and uh (laughs) it's it's so it's 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 awesome because it's about nothing i mean just like jerry seinfeld's uh his whole thing is just pick up a friend in a cool car, go to a diner, get some coffee and talk about whatever. And I thought that would be cool if there was like a Disney World version where you and I could hop over to Ohana, have some coffee, talk about Disney stuff. And that would be it. Like that would be one episode. And it started out as a YouTube channel. I quickly found that I did not like blogging or taking you and me both (laughs) it it just wasn't working i there's no way to push a stroller hold a coffee hold a camera and yeah you crash into things so (laughs) i ended up scrapping the youtube aspect of it and just solely focusing on blogs and that was i guess two years now and it's been it's been an enormous amount of fun an enormous amount of coffee and I've I've met some great people like you. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. I love that show, as I mentioned. And it really that concept is so clever. It's such a a tranquil show for a show mm-hmm. that focuses on caffeinated beverages. And uh, you know, the many things I, I've shared this many times on the show that I especially recently that one of the things I really love about Disney is not so much while I do focus the show around a lot of the major attractions and the history Mm -hmm. and details of some of your favorite rides at Disney. For me personally, it's usually those moments that you just talked about where it's having coffee with a friend or, you know, with family and just sort of watching the day go by and chatting about nothing. That really is where the magic sort of happens for me. So focusing a channel around that. Yes, I, I can imagine 
if if vlogging was your thing, that would be the perfect yeah. sort of Disney spinoff of comedians and cars getting coffee. But uh, even just having a, a channel, a, a page, a blog focused on that concept is such a, a breath of fresh air. Um, Thanks. Yeah, I, I I want it to <clears throat> from the beginning. I wanted it to be. Uh, I wanted to be known to be good at one thing and one thing only, and I didn't want to step on anyone's toes or cover the same types of things that everyone else is blogging or vlogging about. And um, yeah, just try to stay in my own lane. And I think after this few years, um, it's cool to it's cool to see how how often I get tagged in photos from around the parks and and just the 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 amazing coffees and mugs that people send me is is truly appreciated oh well that that actually i have a i have a few lightning rounds questions for <laughs> you and now you just prompted one of them i'm gonna start with that one now that yep. you were not you thought of it do you have Fire a favorite away. disney coffee mug i do um i guard it with my life it's the <laughs> it's the uh ink and paint color changing mug That's from so cool. a couple of years ago um you can't get it anymore in the parks you can probably find it online for way too much but it it's a celebration of the of the golden age of animation and you have all the um characters that the that the women were known for um during the ink and paint days when when only women were allowed to be ink and painters and um it's just so cool because not only is it color changing um which is why i guard it Yes. You can't go in the dishwasher. Of course. But that whole era is just very, very interesting to me. The fact that um, Walt wanted to make sure that the women had great working conditions, had a tea lounge. Um, the men weren't allowed in there. Uh, just it's it's very interesting how how the whole ink and paint thing started and how there were no rules or classes to doing that it was just like the women just trying to figure it out as they went it is such a fascinating part of of disney history for sure and that's a great answer um at home what is your coffee ritual hmm. I if, make you a different, yeah, if you have one yeah yeah <laughs> so in the morning i do make a different coffee every day um I have a bunch of uh, coffee subscriptions that there's always new coffee coming in. Um, I'm kind of at a surplus right now, so <laughs> I'm going through it pretty quickly. Uh, I'll make a pot of coffee in the morning, um, split it with my wife. Uh, halfway through the day, I will break out like the French press um, and have a different kind of coffee. Um, if I, maybe after dessert, there could be an affogato involved. Um, I put some fresh espresso and ice cream and even late at night when the kids have gone to bed and, um, you know, I'm back online doing work, um, I'll still make coffee then. So it's a... It's an endless cycle. That's great, though. Do you have a particular flavor or brand that you enjoy the most? I know you change it up every day. But... Uh, yeah. So locally, locally here in in Orlando, um, 
there's no shortage of coffee roasters. I think we have more per capita than Portland, maybe. Um, Perfect place to live as a Disney fan, or as a, <laughs> sorry, as a Disney fan and as a coffee fan. <laughs> yeah. Around here, um, Otis Coffee is my favorite local roaster. Um, and then as far as like the, the, the commercially uh, coffee brands go, um, it's either Pete's Coffee or Starbucks um, because they have very good reserve blends. They do. And then as far as like the subscription boxes go, it's uh, just a random pick from from one of those. Um, Beanbox is really neat because they send you a bunch of samples. Um, and yeah, there's it's it's never the same coffee twice. Always a good thing to to try new things, which is great. Um, last coffee related question: um, What would you consider to be a coffee indulgence? Just that that extra above and beyond coffee experience. Well, I think you I think you said the word experience. I think if you want to go all out, not even in Disney, but just at a roastery, um, you're not just grabbing a quick cup of coffee from from the coffee maker, it's sitting down and getting a good pour over, whether it's like a really awesome piece of equipment, like a, like a, like a vacuum press, or um, they have a really cool one now called the Cyclops, which is basically just like uh, a reverse siphon filtered coffee. And um, talking to the baristas about what kind it is, if it's single origin or a blend, um, what the notes are, and uh, picking something that you normally wouldn't have on a day-to-day -day basis. And and even though so many people come to Disney uh, so often, and you know, there's Starbucks and and there's Joffrey's, there's still so much coffee that like is an experience to to have. Um, starting from like the the value resorts all the way up to like the the victorian albert's 300 hundred dollar coffee experience <laughs> well this this is a, a good sort of segue into that conversation I, I normally ask the typical disney lightning round questions but i thought it would sort of yeah. divert a little bit for this one and, and geek out about coffee as well because this whole conversation is going to be around coffee specifically at disney um you're absolutely right that there are so many options that are available at Disney, which is why we're having a whole discussion around this to begin with. And while I do commonly see people on social media in particular going to their favorite place, that one place they always have to go to, and I'm guilty of this as well. You know, there's that one that that one day that I have to go stop at this particular location, or I like yep. to stop at this location to get this coffee, and it's my routine that I'll do that. It's just part of the Disney magic. It's amazing how many options there are and how many different experiences you can get having coffee at Disney. So I always let my guests go first, and that's no exception here. When you think about the uh, first place on your list, what is one of your favorite places to enjoy coffee at Disney? So when family or friends come and they want to you know, ask where the best coffee places are, um, my mind automatically goes to Gideon's and Disney Springs. Of course. Um, they they get their coffee from Lineage Coffee Roasting in in Winter Park. 
and they add their own secret magic to it and it becomes an insanely delicious cold brew um which is um a lot of people like it because it's vegan and it's gluten-free and uh the flavors are really good the peanut butter is my my favorite um they also have regular cold brew um pumpkin and i think they just retired ginger snap but i think it'll be back amazing i have honestly yet to go to gideon's uh the actual location i have had mm-hmm. back when they were serving at at disney springs at plight pig like that yep. one you know like Yep. 10 minutes that you have to show up and just be there at the right time. I, I happened to be there twice somehow magically at the right time to get a, a Gideon's cookie, but I have yet to have their magical cold brews, which I am a big cold brew fan. So I've heard amazing things. I've seen the photos, the Instagram photos are, are just out of this world that it looks, it looks amazing. Do you have a, I have to ask if a very, a particular food item that you like to go with it there. I, I love to try the new things that they do every month, their cookie of the month, their cake of the month. Um, but I keep going back to that pistachio cookie because it's, if you like pistachios, you're in luck because it's literally full of, full of pistachios and it's so good. <laughs> um, their cake is great. Um, their chocolate covered cookie bites are great. It's, it's an experience in and of itself. And I think that's when they, when they decided to move, or not move, but open a second shop in Disney Springs um, after their after the success of their uh, small shop in Winter Park. It's it's a perfect fit because the backstory is such an interesting addition to just being a a great bakery. It is, and I, I have to admit, I don't know too much about the backstory of Gideon's, but that will probably have to be an area where I do some more research yep. and perhaps even do a, an episode about it. Now that they are part of the Disney experience, um, I'm going to start with a place that yep. I have recently experienced a few times, and that's because I've I've made it no secret on the show or or on instagram or elsewhere which is probably to my detriment um that my favorite place to stay these days is coronado springs and in particular it's because of grandestino tower and part of the experience i always tell people like that it's great to stay at coronado springs but really for me where the recommendation comes is staying at grandestino tower because of the fact that one of the reasons in the morning you could take your elevator you take the elevator from your room down to the lower level of the lobby and you have Barcelona lounge, which is one of my favorite places now to have coffee. And when you think of it, you know, you mentioned earlier, the fact that all the resorts have the, the ability to have like a different coffee experience back in the day. I remember growing up going to Disney, even before I liked coffee, you really were limited in the options. Mm -hmm. There was Joffrey's coffee for sure was a big part of the Disney experience, but you went to the, to the, um, especially in the value resorts, you would go to the quick service location and you would literally just get coffee. Like that would be your option is to get coffee. And but, it wasn't great. And it wasn't that great. Right. <laughs> now with Barcelona Lounge, they have so many options and a lot of other resorts have sort of followed suit in creating this more experiential coffee um, start to your day. 
And Barcelona Lounge, for me, as I mentioned, I am a cold brew fan. And the fact that they have nitro cold brew available is amazing. And it is such a good nitro cold brew. Um, it's got the perfect mix of it's, it's a robust flavor, um, but still has this sort of velvety, um, smooth finish to it. And it definitely has a, a pretty good caffeine content to it. So it's mm-hmm. the perfect way to start your day. And as we said earlier, it's not so much the coffee itself and the coffee is great. And honestly, the food options there are okay. And there's a lot of menu options for coffee that go beyond the typical things that you would find at a at a Disney park or resort um, as a, at a single coffee location. And they do have a lot of sort of Spanish um, inspired mm-hmm. and Southwest inspired coffee options that are available. Um, but the experience of just sort of grabbing your coffee and instead of rushing out to go to the parks, sitting in the gorgeous lobby for Grandestino Tower, you have the mural for Walt and Mickey. You can look out the windows in the back and see the fountains over in the lake. The incredible music that that sort of that tranquil southwestern Spanish music that's playing um, along with the smells that are in the resort. There's just it, the, the whole experience of sitting there for me, I could and have spent an hour just sitting there enjoying a, a cup of coffee, um, maybe a, like a blueberry muffin or, or sort of go down to the Mercado and grab something a little more full to eat um, and just sit there and enjoy. It's, it's one of my favorite places. So for me, it had to be the, the first place on my list. Barcelona Lounge is number two on my list. <laughs> <laughs> now I know why we get along. Um, <laughs> everything you said is, is spot on that place. Uh, the fact that the entire tower is, uh, based off of a short that Walt Disney worked on, I don't know, 60 some years ago, Yeah, the, which is great. Um, and I loved when they played it, when they, when they played Destino in the lobby on the TVs, um, but I love all the the little touches of Walt all around, and um, the the parts of the movie just you know decorated all along the walls. It's it's great. It's amazing what Imagineers can do with such with such a little thing. Um, the the relation the the short also kind of a, the relationship between Walt Disney and Salvador Dali, or the, yeah. the friendship between the two of them, and their overlaps and and art and uh, it's. And then sort of incorporating it into the existing Coronado Springs and maintaining that theme and extending it in with the tower. It was so brilliantly done. So uh, I'm glad you feel the same way. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Walt was pretty obsessive about coffee. And I take it so was Dolly. And there's lots of pictures of them drinking coffee together. And the fact that they chose to serve um Spanish and Mexican coffee from Joffrey's is just like uh, a reminder that the Imagineers and people who run the resorts aren't just saying like, hey, we need just go buy a couple packs of coffee <laughs> to serve here. They're really trying to make it an authentic experience. Yeah, for sure. Number two. Awesome. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad we had the same answer. I apologize for stealing it, but I had to make sure that was one. You could steal anything else I have on my list. That was one I had to make sure I, I got out there. Um, but anyway, what's what's the next one you want to run to? So as far as in the parks go, having a great coffee experience, um, time to relax and refuel 
the Nomad Lounge is is my number three spot just because there's I mean there's history baked into that building as well. Um, you can see pictures all along the walls of them even researching Animal Kingdom and drinking coffee. Um, they serve uh, several different kinds, um, exclusive by Joffrey's um, Sumatra coffee, uh, coffee from Peru. Um, and they have a really nice French press. Um, and they have the Mustang coffee, which I hear is a, a creation that Joe Rody brought back from his travels in Nepal. I've heard the same thing. I have yet to try it. And this I also had on my list. Surprisingly, though, while it the coffee is great, I, the other thing I wanted to mention is while we are focusing on coffee, I had this as almost an honorable mention for tea as well. Oh, yeah. um, and I am, in addition to being a coffee drinker, I'm also a tea drinker. So typically for me, as we kind of said in the beginning, I, I do have a tea by my side right now. Usually the beginning for me, my morning start out with coffee, maybe a second in the afternoon if I really need it. Otherwise, I kind of switch to tea somewhere in the afternoon. And tea is one area where they have been doing a better job at Disney of offering more options. But most places you go, you're going to find the typical um, you know, black English breakfast tea, a decaf yep. option, and then maybe one or two herbal choices, chamomile or green. Like yep. It's pretty much the, the very basic uh, options that are available. Um, you do have some exceptions if you go to like the United Kingdom Pavilion. I mean, there's literally an entire tea shop yeah. where you can buy a ton of different options of Twining's tea. But Nomad Lounge, I remember when I went there a couple of years ago, um, in one particular experience, I was just under the weather. This was pre-COVID, so I was in the parks because it wasn't really a big concern to feel a little under the weather. Now I would probably be staying in my room, but um, I, I just had a, you know, like it was def- it was a cold. So I just felt very run down, sort of nasal congestion and sore throat and just not feeling my best, but still pushing through and, and going to the park. So yeah. I, in the middle of the day, I said, you know what, I, while we're sitting here and relaxing and eating, I just need a good cup of tea. And so I asked the waiter, do you have anything, any tea options? And he said, yeah, of course we do. And so he, he said, let me bring you your choices and brought an entire tea box, which yep. I did not expect. <laughs> um, and I mean, they, at the time, at least the, you know, they give you sort of this full pot of hot water, which I love when places do that. It's not just a, a cup of hot water, but a full pot where they, yeah. they brew the tea in it. Um, and he did like, he let me choose which, whichever option I wanted and then brewed the tea for me and told me about how long to wait and then pour it into the cup. But there was Imperial Earl Grey. There was mountain berry. I took a picture of this. There was organic peppermint, floral jasmine. Um, and it's from this tea leaves brand, which I had not heard of before, um, literally called tea leaves. <laughs> and, um, but I, if you're a tea drinker, again, you don't really have a lot of options, but here at Nomad Lounge, you don't just have, like you talked about, a lot of great options for coffee, uh, coffee experience, but they take that experience to tea as well. Um, so I really appreciated that. And they did, I think they actually did bring it out in a, um, a, a makeshift French press that they turned into yeah. a, a tea pot um, to brew the, the tea in. But yeah, so that, that was also on my list specifically for tea, but that's a really awesome. great choice. The uh, right down the pathway, the <clears throat> the Joffrey's um, kiosk in Asia, um, which is a Joffrey's, but it's themed as the Royal Anandapur Tea Company. Yes, they have a a long list of 
of specialty teas. And I think that's probably the only kiosk that you'll find some of those. So yeah, I, I agree with you. And this has given me the idea that I'll have to maybe at some point in the future, maybe we'll look at the 2023, do a whole tea episode. I have a, a few friends that we could bring you back as well that are, are avid tea drinkers and always love looking for a good cup of tea at, at Disney. Um, so Nomad Lounge is a really great pick. I'm going to diverge a little bit once again and go with a little bit of a... It's honestly not a... a um, a totally different option, but it's one that you only get to experience in a very particular way of doing Disney, which, you know, there are a lot of places to stay at Disney. And in most cases, you can go to any resort, even without being a guest there. Mm-hmm. In a lot of cases, you'll have to take a Disney's transportation to get there, um, unless you have a reservation in order to, to get in. But, um, you know, sort of any other regulations they might put in the future. But uh, one particular experience you can only get by staying at a particular resort, and that is Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge um, with the Savannah View. And that, of course, involves, for me, I've always said, one of the reasons I love staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge and why I suggest a Savannah View is because of the animals. And there's nothing quite like waking up in the morning. You don't even leave your room. You can still be in your pajamas and while it's not the fanciest coffee machine in the world, they do have a Keurig that is available in the room with K-cups of, I believe, the most recent coffee that they've been offering is just the Joffrey's French Roast K-cups. The French Roast is pretty much the go-to in-room coffee at Walt Disney World. So nothing like firing up the Keurig, making yourself a, you know, a cup of Joffrey's French Roast. And they do have the mugs that are there. You can even bring your own favorite Disney mug and wash it in the sink that's available with the uh, with the room. Um, and then open up the blinds and watch the animals. That is an experience that anywhere else you would have to be living or traveling to. In most cases, like you would have to be in Africa um, yep. on a savanna to get that type of experience. But here you are in Central Florida at Walt Disney World with the savanna view. And that to me is just the perfect way to start out the morning. If you have to hit the parks at rope drop, you're looking at a pretty early wake up call to make sure that you get this luxurious, relaxing experience in the morning. But if you have time to kill in the morning, you don't want to rush off to Animal Kingdom to do flight of passage first thing. Just chill out in the room for a little bit. Um, you know, put on the in-room TV station, which everybody loves the the yep. background music loop to the Walt Disney World Today channel, um, and just watch the animals enjoying your cup of coffee. So it's it's again like you can't just do that any day, right? It being any guest at Disney, but it is one of the many reasons why you should take the chance to stay at Animal Kingdom Lodge and indulge in a Savannah view just to be able to do that. I love it. It's on my list too. <laughs> We've got like the our top ten so far are matching up uh, perfectly. Um, the, the fact that the fact that Animal Kingdom Lodge has three specialty coffee uh, blends just for the hotel itself is is great, and they're all they're all so so good. Um, the coffee that's served in Jico is different than the coffee that's served in Boma. And that's different from the coffee that's served in Sanaa. And you can even, you know, get a press pot of coffee at any of those lounges too, without having to abide by the dress code. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, the coffee at Animal Kingdom is such a cool experience, and it doesn't get any better than just staring off your balcony and seeing the animals as they graze and, and eat. It's awesome. Animal like, Kingdom Lodge is probably the perfect place for a staycation. Um, just don't even worry about going to the parks. And it's like, I want mm-hmm. you to go to the parks, but if you have the chance to do a separate trip in any given year, or you want to do something different, or you you have a little bit more of a limited budget and can't afford to do the, for the, the sick, you know, the, this family of six to do five days at the parks, maybe do three days at the parks and yep. use the other days to just relax. Cause there is so much available at the resorts and you can make a really relaxing experience out of it. I totally agree. Yeah. The pool is great. Um, and again, the, the fact that they're not serving like any random coffee at Animal Kingdom Lodge, they're they're serving single origin Kenyan coffee, um, and of the three blends, they're all from Africa. So authentic spot. Joe no, Rody wouldn't do it any other way. Uh, an authentic <laughs> dining experience and your Animal Kingdom stay. Um, all right. I want to see. Uh, we, we've we've covered a lot of the same items. I want to see. We're going to now have to to test to see if we have any that are different. So we've yep. we've gone from from uh, Disney Springs to to uh, to Grand Destino Tower to Animal Kingdom to Animal Kingdom Lodge. Where are you heading next? Another resort that is uh, that was created solely based on Walt himself, and um, coffee is very prevalent at this resort is uh le petit cafe in the riviera resort another one i have (laughs) uh you know it's kind of the same along the lines of the uh the barcelona lounge where great coffee options in the morning and later in the evening um some great you know uh, adult beverages um but that cafe uh it's tiny Hence the name, but the menu is gigantic. Um, they're serving the Riviera Resort blend from Joffrey's, and they make their own uh, creamer. And they have vegan options. They have beautiful desserts, um, and you know, ten kinds of espresso drinks. It's a great place. Plus, right next door is the the lounge where you can look at all the books that Walt collected in his travels. Voyager's Lounge is phenomenal. Yep. I, I love relaxing in there. And Riviera Blend is probably at the top of my list. I have, yep. I have yet to try every single Joffrey's coffee roast, but I, I have shared on the show. I'm a big fan of Joffrey's coffee because it is, for me, synonymous with Disney. And I can only I can only really get it there unless I ship it home. So of course yep. I have I do buy a lot of Joffrey's coffee to try at home if I'm outside the resorts. And actually this morning, the one that has been in my coffee machine this week is the Riviera blend. And it's, it's great. It's really one of the best. Um I have yet to come across one that I like even more than that. It's just such the it's just such a perfect middle of the road, um smooth coffee. Um, which I always I agree. enjoy. It's it's consistently the answer that I give people when I get asked, I'm going to Disney, what coffee should I buy? It's it's always that one. Yeah. And it's relatively new, which is another mm-hmm. amazing thing. There's so many options and resorts and blends that have been around for far longer. Riviera is only at this point, a, 
couple of years old. Um, yeah. But it's it's already sort of reached the top. Um, speaking of reaching the top, I am. I did not mean to plug it that way, but hey, this I'm going to go with this. <laughs> I Speaking of reaching going. the top, yeah, I am going up to the to Topolinos um, at the the top of Riviera Resort, and there, you know, we talked at the beginning about indulgences, and for me, being especially in New York, we have an abundance of Italian restaurants and yeah. some phenomenal italian restaurants that you will not get anywhere else they're off you know we're talking about families that immigrated from italy and and set place in new york with you know six dollars in their pocket and started a business and it was an italian restaurant they have a lot have still been around since you know and in this case in in my case there were a few places around here that have been in existence since the Mm -hmm. the 60s the 70s that are some of the best italian restaurants around um and my favorite indulgence in if I'm out on a Friday night, again, normally I don't have caffeine in the evening, but, um, you know, Friday night, I don't mind if I'm going to be up a little bit later or, or, you know, if I just need a little bit of a boost to get me through the rest of the meal, that heavy carbo loading from all the pasta. Um, there's nothing like a good cappuccino. Like for yeah. me, that the a cappuccino done right is such a great indulgence. Um, and Topolino's. I happened to have that experience. I went for the food. I had heard amazing things about the dinner itself, and the dinner was phenomenal. It did live up to the expectations that I had heard. I actually even went with a different dish than was I had heard was suggested, but my waiter convinced me that I had to get the the sole, um, which mm. he said was the hidden gem of the resort. And so I trusted him, and he was spot on it was so good um it was probably the most expensive option on the menu but it it lived up to the price tag um and then we were really enjoying the evening just we watched the sunset we were waiting for at this point it was epcot forever was the nighttime show and at epcot of course and so we were waiting for the fireworks and we had finished the meal we went to dessert amazing dessert and i said you know what i'm gonna have a cappuccino as well i was a little tired from the long day and thought i would try a cappuccino it honestly was better than most cappuccinos I've had at authentic Italian restaurants here in New York. Um, I don't know what, if it's the Riviera blends that they use or how they make that coffee, but there is something about it. And it could have been the, it could have been the atmosphere. It could have been the mood that I was in. It's amazing how that can change your perception, but their cappuccino at the end of a meal at Topolino's is just the, the, the cherry on top of the whipped cream on top of the, uh, (laughs) of the Sunday. It's just so such a perfect way to, to finish the meal and just sit and relax with the, even on, even on a hot day, it's, it's cool mm-hmm. in the air conditioning in that room, um, to have a hot cup of cappuccino and then go out and enjoy the terrace. Like we talk about experience for me, like, again, this is, this is what I love about Disney It's these moments. Um, it's everything combined and it's, it all for me amounted into that cappuccino at that meal at Topolino's, which was one of my favorite experiences at Disney. See, I love that we're talking and, and using the word experience so much when we're just talking about plain old coffee, right? Because <laughs> that's that's the cool part about Disney. And and I've I've done the same thing even for breakfast at Topolino's, having a pot of coffee on the table, and then afterwards grabbing a cappuccino and sitting outside. It's it's all about the experience. Yeah, and it was great. Yeah, it it truly is. I I need to go back and have that again. I I have to admit, like I might go back to Topolino's just for their cappuccino. Um, it's even if even if they offer the same thing at Le Petit, Le Petit Cafe, it's 
something about the experience of dining up there that that makes an amazing morning or evening breakfast i agree is is amazing at topolinos um love it all right where where are you heading to next we have a lot of the same answers still okay so <clears throat> since we keep using the experience word my next stop would be enzo's hideaway in disney springs first one you've mentioned i do not have on my list so we're good <laughs> Um, I mean, man, talk about a experience, even though it's not a Disney restaurant. Um, the, the fact that you enter Enzo's hideaway from a, a steel door and you walk through a old, you know, cave, which hides thousands of bottles of moonshine and, and wine and everything. Um, they, they're serving Lavazza coffee from Italy and their, uh, shaken cold brews are so good. Um, and their espressos are great. Their menu is fantastic. Um, it's connected to the Edison underneath one of my other favorite restaurants. And, uh, the thing I like about Enzo's hideaway is you definitely feel like you are in a hidden place. The walls are covered in graffiti and writing. Um, but on the same, on the other hand, it's, it's very beautiful. So yeah. I, and you don't need reservations to go in Enzo's. They have a bar that you could walk up to grab a coffee and leave. Um, so it's something different rather than saying uh, you want to go to Starbucks or a Joffrey stand to get coffee. I recommend going into Enzo's. I have yet to go there. There are so many places at Disney I have yeah. yet to go to. I try, and it's amazing. Every time I go, I try something new, and I still yeah. have not even come close to experiencing every restaurant at Disney. And they add restaurants and take restaurants away, so that kind of yep. adds to it. But, um, and I do have to go to at least some of my favorites um, <laughs> while I'm down there. So I switch it up. I'd say about close to 30 40 percent of the of the trip is something new and then the other 60 70 percent some of the favorite staples that i like to go to but yeah. uh yeah I've, I've heard some really amazing thing about enzo's hideaway especially including people from new york who have, you know i said we have we have an abundance of really great italian food here so if it gets a, a check mark from a um enough new yorkers and and new jerseyans and uh you yeah. know anyone up here in the northeast i feel like we we have uh, a winner so um, that's great. Um, you know, you mentioned we, we've, we've been talking about a lot of the uh, experiential from a uh, you know really great experiences from a perspective of something unique and different. And there's one particular one I'm going to check off the list here that I think is one of the more common answers because we are talking about very different things, and I hope people will be inspired to try some new places and get that full coffee experience when they go to Disney. One of those places that I sort of have to, to go to at least once is um, the Main Street Bakery. And it is, hey, it's a Starbucks. Like, it, there's no secret. It's, it's a Starbucks location. I think that, you know, I've, I've read uh, the, the backstory of the Starbucks brands. It, it synonymously synonymous mm -hmm. with Disney it started with in 1971 which I think is yep. when you think about the the anniversary of Starbucks being the same anniversary as Walt Disney World is kind of a match made in heaven um 
But Starbucks, the, the founder, the CEO of the Starbucks Corporation was not necessarily the founder of the Starbucks Coffee Company, yep. um, but Howard Schultz, who sort of turned it into this massive franchise, loved the experience, the romantic experience of coffee bars he went to in Italy and felt that there was a gap in most homes and towns and cities in our, our American coffee experience, very much back in the 60s, sort of the um, the tin can coffee that you would just roast. I wasn't around, but this is what I read in the book. So you, you who were around listening in the 60s can probably verify this for me. Um, but anyway, so he he admired the romanticism and wanted to bring that experience um, to the States. And he did. And now we think of Starbucks as this big corporate franchise um, you know, enterprise, but a lot of the underlying principles still exist. Yep. Um, and if you look, if you actually read the book, which is fantastic, it's called Pour Your Heart Into It. It's a really great book about leadership. It's a great book about creating a brand if you're interested in that, that type of thing. Um, and it definitely gives you more of an appreciation for how Starbucks changed the game in the, in, uh, the US with coffee and then sort of brought that globally uh, to other countries. Italy didn't need help, but you know, he sort of brought Starbucks back to Italy too. Um, but yeah, so having it on Main Street USA, while it feels like a little bit of a a, a corporate sellout, it's it's really not um, because of not the all. history of Walt Disney World and sort of overlapping with the history of Starbucks. And it is just about on every Main Street across the U.S., and they did. The Imagineers did a great job of incorporating the story of the Main Street Bakery. It doesn't feel like an overwhelming. Just here's a, a Starbucks in the middle of a turn of the century Marceline inspired town. Um, but for me, it's the experience of getting something I know and love. I, I I love Starbucks. I get Starbucks pretty frequently. New York, there's a ton of them. Yep. Um, and whether it's and they have so many options that are available. I mean literally almost anything you can think of they they have some sort of coffee or tea option that's available um so whether it's sort of that afternoon boost in the middle of the day or first thing in the morning heading to that main street bakery grabbing a an iced coffee or uh, an americano or a nitro cold brew or whatever i might be in the mood for that particular day and stepping back out onto main street and just appreciating the music and the ambiance and seeing cinderella castle uh, and getting that sort of um, caffeinated pixie dust <laughs> so, uh, uh, to jumpstart my day, it really is, it adds to that morning excitement of, of being in Disney. I almost feel like I don't need coffee um, just because of the, the, the rush of being mm-hmm. at the Magic Kingdom. But um, honestly, I, I do need coffee in the morning. So <laughs> I'll head there and get a cup of coffee. I couldn't agree more. Uh, the fact that they've hidden Starbucks in every park is and and develop their own backstory in, in such a disney way is great and i'm even guilty of it too i want to go in and my wife is like do you really need coffee i'm like i just want to go in there and <laughs> I, I just i want to experience it yeah i agree um and i don't think it's selling out at all i think yeah. it's disney saying this is what's popular and and in every single one of the blueprints and the prototype drawings for every Disney park coffee yes. shop was right on the main street. So, I mean, that was Walt thinking of it early on in, you know, early fifties. It was, Hey, we need a coffee shop right there. Yeah. It's, it's truly, truly a, a it's become such a 
a, a popular part or a beloved part of being at uh, at the Magic Kingdom. You see so many people sort of tagging mm-hmm. their Starbucks uh, coffee or tea or whatever it might be in the um, you know in their morning experience at Disney or afternoon or evening, whatever it might be. Yep. Um, so we're starting to kind of round out towards the uh, at least the back half of our list. Um, I know I've, we've covered a few duplicates, but um, what's another place you have left on left on your list? So I'm going to stick with the Starbucks theme and say hop over to the Trolley Car Cafe. Great answer. I was debating <laughs> putting that one instead of Main Street Bakery, but I'm glad that we I, went separate. I had to have here. one. <laughs> I had to mention one, and that was the one that that won out just because. Um, it it fits so well in Hollywood Studios, and it's you know, a, almost a clone of a real uh, um, power plant in California. It goes with the whole story of um, that's where the that's where the red trolley cars park at the end of the day. And even though we never really got the trolley cars in Disney World. Um, the, the backstory that goes along with trolley car cafe is really cool. Uh, there's always, like you said, you can, you can find everything that you can at Starbucks and, and even the, the special seasonal drinks. Um, they're there too. I can't wait for mobile ordering in Disney parks though. I, I can't <laughs> wait either. Uh, it's, I definitely mobile order more than anything else yeah. uh, when it comes to Starbucks at home. I can only imagine how, challenging it will probably be for them to do that in such talk about a high traffic location like i i've seen high traffic locations around here at home that struggle to maintain um the balance between mobile order and those who walk through and if they have the drive-through on top of it it can get challenging so um if they can find a way to at least manage i think the expectation for what time you'll be showing up to pick up your your drink and not just having a hundred people sitting around waiting that would be the key uh, the, the estimated wait time i think would probably be the key to unlocking mobile order and then incorporating the if they can integrate the starbucks reward system into yeah. my disney experience that would be the other missing piece that would be a no-brainer for so many people agree um, or having a devoted window like a whole devoted bar with their own barista staff that's in the back just for mobile order however they have to set that up that would probably be the the alternative and because i always go reverse psychology with disney as soon as everybody starts mobile ordering i'm going to go inside and wait in line because that will probably be the shorter <laughs> option um but yeah trolley car cafe is is definitely one of my favorites i'll i'll give an honorable mention to creature comforts um mm-hmm. because yep. i i love that one as well um and uh epcot i really enjoyed the fountain view location the new one is is not quite as as um doesn't feel as future world to me as as the old one did. Agreed. Um, yeah, but I know it's also probably a, a stopgap measure for now while they're still completing the rest of future world and they'll integrate it seamlessly back into the park. Agree. I think we're going to end up with something really nice once all that construction is done. For now, it's kind of just like a shipping container <laughs> yeah. and it's not themed. It's definitely known that it's a Starbucks, but it, it gets the job done and it's, it does. It's right there in a popular spot. Yeah themed to the food and wine festival booths. Um, yeah. <laughs> it just looks like a pop-up location. Um, I've got a few left. I'm going to go to 
a different location. We have yet to talk about, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to hop sort of on the monorail from, uh, well, we were just talking about Epcot. So from this is Hollywood studios, you're not taking the monorail, you're taking the bus. Uh, I'm going to hop back on the bus and head to the Polynesian resort because that's the one place you can get Kona coffee. Um, and I do love the, the Joffrey's Kona blends as well. Um, honestly, whatever they do to create, uh, you know, whatever the, the agriculture, the, the soil in Hawaii, it, it definitely creates a, a different flavor of coffee and uh, a really good one at that. So the fact that you have the, whether you're dining at Kona Cafe or Ohana, or if you're either, if you're even taking the uh, Kona Cafe to go option um, yep. and getting yourself a, a Kona coffee, even if it's just a simple pot of coffee at your table. The fact that it is Kona coffee to begin with makes it a, a worthwhile experience. And if you are dining there and you happen to have a, a Tonga toast to go with it, or if you're at Ohana and have the family style meal to go with it, um, so good. definitely an amazing option. So that was, again, something different that I wanted to, uh, to throw in there. It is on my list. <laughs> we are, we are, we are definitely checking you off know where the good every box is. here. We know, we know where the good coffee is. I'm glad that Really, I knew that you did. I'm glad that I know where also the good coffee is because uh, I do not cover Disney coffee quite as extensively as you do. Um, how many how many options do you have left on your list out of curiosity at this point? Let's see. I have two more because All we right. we we kind of share the same <laughs> ideas here. I have um, uh, I have two more as well, so we're we're perfect here. So and maybe we'll we'll cover the same answer, but I feel like we might be. Here I have slightly different answers. So, what's your runner-up? So, I think you mentioned before that uh, when you think of Joffrey's, you kind of think of Disney. And yes. even though you know there's no relation, they're their own separate coffee company, and they're they're doing well in Tampa. Um, they they are synonymous with Disney, and the fact that they have their own coffee shop in disney springs um it's a place that i love going they're always extremely nice extremely knowledgeable um they're not like pushing a button and giving you a an espresso like they're they know what they're doing there um you can buy every single pack of disney coffee that joffrey's uh crafts there um they accept pass holder and DVC discounts and they often have you know sales from time to time um, you can get a giant donut uh, it's it's as a coffee shop goes it's great um, the uh, the former name of it was Joffrey's tea traders and they definitely had more tea than coffee um, but you know, they switched over and dropped that name. Now it's just Joffrey's, but you can still get really great teas there. It is. Yeah. They do have some really great tea options too. I'm not going to lie. And I love their giant donuts. I have yet to really go to the, um, to the store at Disney Springs, but you reminded me my next Disney trip. I am going to Disney Springs and I am definitely going to stop there because I am starting to run low on my Joffrey's coffee <laughs> at home. So I have to pick some up. Um, I, you know, I have a, I have one more Joffrey's option on here, which I'll make my, my runner up if I'm doing, oh no, I'll take that back. I have two more Joffrey's. Yep. The last two are both Joffrey's. Uh, but 
this one, I'm going to head back to Epcot. And, you know, there are a couple of ways to enter into the park. You have the front entrance, which is how most people enter into the park. And now since the Disney Skyliner exists, the International Gateway has become a little bit more popular. But at one time, it was really just Boardwalk, Yacht Club, Beach Club, Swan and Dolphin. If you were staying at those resorts, you had your own devoted entrance into Disney Springs. Now it's Yacht Club, Beach Club, Boardwalk, Swan and Dolphin, Caribbean Beach, Riviera, Art of Animation and Pop Century. So there's a few more that are, if you're taking the Skyliner, that uh, you get into the International Gateway. So you have so many more ways to enter there now. Um, but I really love, while it's not the 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 grand spaceship Earth entrance of Epcot, I like the International Gateway. It's very yeah. quiet. It's very much my way. I like to start the morning. Don't know why I'm a Disney fan as someone who doesn't like crowds, but I've managed to work my way around the crowds pretty well. Um, and the International Gateway is one of them. And just walking through the International Gateway and then make, hooking that left to go towards the United Kingdom Pavilion, if it's really before, yep. um, especially back in the day before when World Showcase opened later than Future World, you pass by a Joffrey's Coffee on your left. It's technically part of the Canada Pavilion, but it's sort of at the World Showplace entrance between the United Kingdom um, restrooms and the Canada Pavilion stage. I, it's a I kind of think hidden. it's International Waters. It is. It is. And I, I went to I actually I had to go and look up on the Disney map to see what they considered it. And they do consider it to be a part of the Canada Pavilion. Mm-hmm. But I agree. It is. It is for me. It's very much international waters. There's no there's no indication that this is a yeah. um, maybe slight theming that it's a Canada Pavilion booth. But there's a there's several of them. And we haven't we've sort of said it's there are better options than than the Joffrey's coffee booths that are around the parks. But this is one that is a great way for me to start out the day at Epcot. Um, I happen to, I don't know why it's amazing how different places I have different go-tos. It makes no sense. If you put me in one Joffrey's location, in a different park, I'm getting something different and they're the exact same option. So it doesn't make any sense, but I love a vanilla latte um, iced or hot from that location. There's nothing different they do about it. It's just, I think, habitual for me that that's yeah. <laughs> that's what I do. Um, and I have I have gotten other options. I'm not going to lie. I've gotten a, a traditional just black coffee or, a, again, a cold brew or I have paired it with a large donut or one of those large muffins they have to yeah. start out the day. I'm not listing the healthiest breakfast options, but you're at Disney. Calories don't count as much, um, if only that were true. Uh, and uh, But yeah, I it's I, it's one of the more quiet... Um, booth so there's not yeah. usually a long wait there and i think that's one of the reasons i like it because it is a little more hidden especially if you hit it in the morning there's something about the really low wait times and the low crowd levels and just enjoying the music and overlooking world showcase it's it's a combination of different reasons why i really like that particular spot for breakfast agree yeah of all the of all the joffrey's kiosks in epcot and there's five that's probably the the most relaxing um best one i agree so we've uh we've come to the the bottom of the list assuming i didn't take your last option which doesn't sound like i have um what do you have up as your final answer um it's probably not going to be the most popular but i saved it to the end because it's (laughs) it was my number 10 the starbucks reserve in disney springs west side yes um yeah, it's a Starbucks, but it's a when nice you're one. thinking about it's a nice one. When you're <laughs> thinking about experiences, that's the only place in Disney property where you can 
get Starbucks Reserve um, rare small batch coffees brewed in the Clover Brewer, which is a spectacle to behold. Um, you know, someone who's really knowledgeable about uh, coffee varieties and origins will kind of walk you through the process and uh, take your little jar of coffee beans, grind it and put it in this uh, vacuum um, siphon clover brewer and give you one really, really good cup of coffee. And it's consistently where I use my Starbucks birthday reward because getting a, getting a venti uh, clover brewed iced coffee can be, you know, $8. Yeah. Um, The, the coffees are always changing. So, uh, when you think like Starbucks and Disney, yeah, you can get the exact same coffee that you're going to get in Washington or Texas or California. But um, if you're looking to get something new, look at the reserve menu and get something that's only going to be there for the next week. It's such a great answer. And it's not you're right. It's not the most unique. We have some pretty amazing options that we started out with, especially early on in our list. I think we we led with the heavy hitters, but this is by no means a lightweight in the, the Disney coffee space. Yep. Um, and I don't think a lot of people think of this location as being different than any other Starbucks location. But the fact that it is a Starbucks reserve, um, it truly is, to your point, a different type of coffee experience. If you choose, if you can yeah. still get the standard options, and then it is a regular Starbucks. But um, yeah, it's it's a it's a great answer. It's amazing how many options there are at Disney Springs. That from uh, you know you mentioned Enzo's Hideaway as being one of them, and Gideon's, and now Starbucks Reserve. That's three items on the Disney Springs list. I also had a sort of an honorable mention, Everglazed as well. Oh um, yes, love it. And there's so many various options um for coffee at disney springs so i uh, it's it's by no means ending the list on a on a low note um it's it's by far a really great answer um i'm i think i'm probably going to end on a little bit of a low note uh because i feel like we did again lead with a lot of the heavy hitters but it's one of my favorite places to enjoy coffee um and that is the Fordwalk bakery Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a hundred percent for the experience. The yeah. coffee itself, it's Joffrey's coffee. There's nothing, like I mentioned with Epcot, there's nothing that's very different about the coffee options that are there. Um, but there's nothing quite like uh the boardwalk, especially in the morning. And you know, we talked earlier about Animal Kingdom Lodge that having uh, you know being the experience of sort of dining in your room or drinking coffee in your room. Um going to the boardwalk bakery anybody can do that and especially if you're at yacht club beach club swan and dolphin even a skyliner resort you can take the the uh, skyliner to boardwalk and enjoy the boardwalk bakery but i really love grabbing a cup of coffee just sitting and watching the day go by on crescent lake from the boardwalk hearing the the sort of old time big bands Mm -hmm. music that they play from the 20s and the 30s very thematic uh era driven music that's incorporated onto the boardwalk mornings are generally very quiet on the boardwalk which is the other thing i really like about it so you're just sort of watching the day go by have a gorgeous view of yacht and beach club you can see the other side of the boardwalk from the boardwalk bakery 
um, the Swan and the Dolphin, of course, the friendship boats going by might get a Surrey bike with the, mm -hmm. the bell sort of ringing as, as they're, they're riding through the, over the boardwalk. Um, and just, that's one of the simpler moments that is a great way to start the day for me. I like those simple moments at Disney and starting the day off on that, that really peaceful notes, even though you're out in a public mm -hmm. area is uh, watching, even if you're up early enough to watch the sunrise on the boardwalk, um, it's just such a, a really beautiful way to, uh, to start the day or end the day too. Yeah. You can enjoy a delicious cup of coffee in the evening as well. That is, that is not a, a low note. That is a heavy hitter because <laughs> I feel the same way that that place holds such a special place in my heart just because I have such vivid memories of staying there when I was little and taking trips with my grandparents. And the one, the one funny moment that that's stuck in my head for years and years is the fact that um, my grandfather got coffee uh, at the bakery once and um, we all decided to get on a Surrey and he was in the back seat, and me and my sister just decided to gun it and the coffee went all over him and <laughs> i i thought that he was gonna kill us but he he got off soaked in coffee sat on the bench and said <laughs> come back in an hour and i just remember every time i go to the boardwalk or that bakery i just remember all he wanted to do was just enjoy his coffee and we made him spill it all over his shirt but it was <laughs> it was fun and that's and when you talk about experiences and things that you come to Disney for and you're never going to forget like I don't know how many years that was and um I don't know I I also like having coffee you know where I remember him sitting in Disney so it is very much those special moments that and yeah. those memorable moments that make Disney so magical not to overuse yeah. the phrase and much like we started at the beginning with comedians and cars getting coffee being a show about getting coffee and really talking about nothing going nowhere just getting coffee or sitting at a diner and chatting it's those types of special moments that are really some of the best at disney mm -hmm. um and we we've now spent about an hour just talking about places we love to it's not taking a coffee to go just to get caffeinated and ready for the day exactly. but it's about yeah. the experience of being there and that cup of coffee is almost the um the medium for um the excuse to sit and relax and enjoy each other's company if you're with family and friends or even if you're just by yourself to soak in the ambience and the fact that you are present at disney it's a little it's a little meditation a little coffee meditation in your day totally agree and it's universal as well it's not yes. it's not a one you know one region thing or a certain type of person i mean everybody is drinking coffee in disney so it's not just a certain type of person it's it's a universal language it is certainly certainly universal language and it can be coffee tea caffeinated yep. decaf doesn't matter um it's it's all about that experience and if this conversation resonates with you listening, I definitely encourage you to follow Matt's blog, Disney Coffee Blog. I feel like it's it's simple enough. Is there any particular place people should go? Or <laughs> no, that's it. I, I'm the only social I have is Instagram, so Disney Coffee Blog there or DisneyCoffeeBlog.com. 
easy enough. I'll make sure the links are in the show notes so people can check it out. Matt, before we go, final sort of question here. You talked earlier about the history of Walt Disney and Walt being a coffee aficionado. We talked about the photo of him, all the photos of him drinking coffee. And uh, if Walt were around today and you could take Walt for coffee and just sit and relax with Walt Disney, enjoying a cup of coffee anywhere, knowing he's a coffee lover, you're a coffee lover, where would you take him? That is such an amazing question. Um, Man, I would have to, I would have to cheat a little bit and say, we have like 10 stops. So <laughs> we have a lot of stops. Um, God, gosh. Or if, would, if not, if not the, the end all be all the first place, the first place you were taken. Man, that's such an amazing question. Probably knowing that we'd have 20 stops to make, um, we would definitely have coffee on Main Street. I, I think, think Walt so. would appreciate that very much. Being so. on Main Street USA, seeing Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom, which he did not get to see complete, and to tap it off, top it off, sorry, with a cup of coffee, that would be amazing. I would, I think I've, you know, in thinking about all my answers, I would probably take him to Topolino's Terrace. I feel like yeah. he would enjoy the ambience, the, rest, the, the restaurant, the food options that are there the history, the romanticism of he traveled to various countries and enjoyed the sights of the Riviera. And that was what inspired the resort to seeing how his vacations inspired Mm -hmm. a vacation destination and a vacation home for Disney Vacation Club and topping it off with a delicious, could be the cappuccino, could be anything he wants. Um, And just sit and chat with him from the the rooftop of Disney's Riviera Resort would be my go-to. That would be amazing. But you're right. That's We'd have to a, do a coffee tour for Waltz, take him to all the different places. <laughs> um, and and to be fair, there'd be a there'd be a few places where we'd be like, you don't need to go there. Just, <laughs> let's just skip that one. We just get this one. Let's ride Rise of the Resistance instead. We'll take a little bit of a break. Um, Matt, thank you so much for being on the show. It was so much fun chatting with you. Likewise. And with that, we close out episode 125 of the Imagineer podcast. I want to give a very special thank you to Matt once again for coming onto the show and talking about this subject with me. I love the fact that just like me, first of all, we of course had a lot of the same answers, which tells you that there are some really amazing places to enjoy a cup of coffee at Walt Disney World. And second of all, I love his social media channel. And I encourage you, of course, to head to Disney Coffee blog to get that sort of daily dose of Disney caffeine or coffee magic. I, of course, want to turn this conversation over to you and hear what your favorite spots are at Walt Disney World or at Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or any other Disney destination to get a cup of coffee or tea or whatever you prefer. You can send me your answers and feedback as always in so many different ways. I would encourage you to connect on social media, which is one of those places. You can follow Imagineer Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn at Imagineer Podcast. 
on Twitter at Imagineer News. And just in case you want to chat about the subject with me and with other members of this listener community, I encourage you to join our Facebook group, which is called The Imagination, also called The Imagineer Podcast Disney Fan Community. And you can find a link to all of these places at ImagineerPodcast.com. If you have any topics you'd like to hear in future episodes of the show, by the way, or any feedback for things you would like to see within this community, you can always reach out to me in a direct message or send me an email at matt at imagineerpodcast.com. And Matt is spelled with two T's, M-A-T-T at imagineerpodcast.com. If you don't already subscribe to the show, of course, go ahead and make sure you hit that subscribe or follow button, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartMedia, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or any other podcast app to make sure that you are the first to know when new podcast episodes become available and that you never miss an episode of the show. And if you have a moment to leave us a rating and a review in Apple Podcasts, that in particular does a lot to help this community out because it makes us more relevant in search results for Disney-related podcasts, and it lets others know who might encounter the show what they can expect before they hit play on that first podcast episode. You can even leave them a suggestion for what might be a good podcast episode to start with. And I want to, of course, thank those of you who have left a rating and a review in Apple Podcasts before. One of the best things you could do for the show is very simple, though, and that's just to share the podcast. Whether you share out this episode or any other episode of the show, the podcast as a whole, our social media content, whatever you prefer, even if you just mention the show to a friend or family member who loves all things Disney, that always is a great way to support the show. And if you'd like to take your love of Imagine Your Podcast to the next level, speaking of support, I would encourage you to look into our Patreon group, which is over at patreon.com slash imagineyourpodcast. It's not just a way to support the show financially. It truly is an experience, and I make sure that it is a premium experience for all Patreon members. You get access to things like private Facebook community. We do weekly Disney Plus watch parties, which is so much fun. We do private virtual events. In fact, recently we did a drawing class with former Imagineer and Disney animator Timmy Britt. He taught us how to draw Piglet and Gus Gus and Emperor Zurg. It was so much fun and it was exclusively available to our Patreon members. We had a blast doing it. I also include things like bonus podcast episodes, uh, bonus content. Uh, You get access to my close friends list on Instagram. The list goes on and on. Of course, these are all subject to change depending on when you might be listening to the show. So you can learn all about it by heading to patreon.com slash Podcast. As always, I want to thank all the members of our Imagineer Podcast Patreon community. I would also encourage you to check out our partners. First, take a look at the Kingdom Insider for all things related to Disney news. You can get more information about what's happening at the Disney parks and resorts, uh, how to bring the magic of Disney into your own home, and how to make the most of your next Disney vacation by following the Kingdom Insider on social media and by heading to thekingdominsider.com to read their updates and stories and news articles related to all things Disney. And the next time you're ready to book a trip to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, Aulani, Adventures by Disney, or any other Disney destination, you'll want to look into our travel partner, Academy Travel. They are a diamond earmarked travel agency 
That is the highest level of distinction that Disney awards travel agencies. I know I say this episode after episode, but they have been in this business for over 25 years and can offer you a tremendous level of service in planning out your next Disney vacation, especially if it's your first time going to Disney or your first time heading back in a while, or you just don't have the time to sift through what options are available and to do a lot of the research. They can take care of a lot of that for you to help narrow down your choices to where the best place to stay is for you and your budget. Um, And the best thing is that this comes at no additional cost to you for your vacation. It is a free service to anyone listening to this show. You can request a free quote from Academy Travel by clicking on the travel links in the show notes of this episode or by heading to ImagineerPodcast.com and clicking on the travel dropdown. If you select the destination and fill out that form, they will get back to you as soon as possible with a free quote for your next Disney vacation. Last but certainly not least, I want to encourage you, as I always do, to go after your hopes, your dreams, your goals, whatever those goals might be. Even if there are setbacks along the way, don't lose your spirit and sense of optimism in understanding and knowing that when you set your mind to something, you can accomplish so much. And I encourage you to take that first step today, whatever it might be, whether it's taking a class, filling out an application, writing a list of your goals that you want to accomplish, speaking with a mentor, whatever that first step might be, take it today. It's the start of the new year. Take it today and take that first step to making your dream come true. And if you have a good cup of coffee or tea to go along with it as you sit down and meditate on what it is that you need to do to accomplish your goals, take that step as well. And remember, remember as always, that inspiring quote from Horizons. If you can dream it, you can do it. Thank you so much for listening to the show, and we'll see you again in a future episode of the Imagineer Podcast. Sans savoir pourquoi, disent toujours, allons. They leave for the sake of living, and without knowing why, they always say, we must go.